Hello and welcome to episode number eight of the weekly theme show. This is the podcast about WordPress themes from a user's perspective. Uh, we tend to talk about all sorts of things related to WordPress themes, whether it's uh, news that's out there, whether it's something uh, kind of interesting in the WordPress community having to do with themes, or whether it's actually a theme that we've tried out and reviewed. We do all sorts of that stuff here. Uh, my name is Ryan Immel, which you might know already from WP Candy, joined by Justin and Nick. Hey, guys. Howdy. What's going on? So many things. So many things are going on, and it's it, it works out nice for us because most of them have to do with WordPress themes. So It's a beautiful thing. So much to do here. Love it when a plan comes together. <sighs> Let's do it. Um, yeah, I guess we'll jump right in, right? Let's do that. So today, um, and this crosses into WordPress theme and plugin territory, but it literally just launched or just went public uh, a few hours ago, WPAppStore.com, which... It's going down. Which, how much, uh, I mean, obviously there's the, the post about uh, sort of the preview of WP App Store on, on the site a few weeks back. Uh, have we, I don't think the three of us have talked about it at all, really, have we? No, very, very briefly. Yeah. Briefly. Um, so the idea, uh, I mean, it's, it's one of those ideas that's kind of been floating around out there for a while, uh, but nobody's really executed on it. So it's a plugin that you can download and install. And then it's basically a marketplace built into your dashboard. So you can view themes and plugins and basically one click purchase and install them from your dashboard. Uh, and I haven't, uh, had a chance yet to, to try it out with this now public version. I mean, I saw the, the demo, uh, during the preview period, but, um, yeah, it's, it's basically it, you know, where I think it's interesting for us to talk about is, is it removes the barrier, uh, however slight or, or great it might be to a user to, uh, like buy a theme and then download it and then install it and kind of go through that whole process. This kind of eliminates all of that. And it's just a, you know, basically about as close to a one-click, you know, purchase and, and install as I've seen with WordPress. That's and that's what it is. That's what WP App Store is. So now you know. I, I'm speechless. Okay. All right. I think it's a bit. Actually, in concept, I think it's a great idea, mm-hmm. and it simplifies a lot of things. I mean, I don't have to go around and find a theme. Download. I mean. Download the zip file individually, upload it individually. Now I can just kind of do it within the dashboard, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, so they're on, they're onto something. I don't know how uh, how upset everybody in the WordPress community is, or the people at WordPress are, but they should have done it a long time ago. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, like I said, there's a couple there's a couple that are I think trying to put something like this together. WP App Store is the first one to launch. Um, and yeah, I mean, like I said, it does both themes and plugins. So, so and basically, you know, whatever shops are a part of it, it's it's sort of the the marketplace uh, that is full of like non marketplace. I, I tend to think about uh, places to buy themes as either like theme shops or theme businesses, kind of indie, you know, groups and brands, and uh, sort of marketplace is sort of. You know, basically, Theme Forest and Code Canyon. That's that's sort of where individuals go to sell stuff. 
And this is like a marketplace full of those indie brands, you know. Uh, it seems like they're potentially bringing in uh, like a theme, like theme forest themes and stuff like that could be on the docket in the future. But for now, at least, these are all pretty well-known uh, brands. There are a couple uh, of new ones as I look at the list here that um, aren't as prominent as the others, but uh, definitely some big names involved in this, in this initial launch. I mean, crowd favorites there, theme fuse, woo themes, mint themes, uh, Modern Tribe, Organic Themes, Press 75. Lots of really big brands uh, here at the launch. No, I love the idea as well. Um, I think simplifying the install process, um, you know, I think removes some, definitely removes some barriers for the average user to go kind of the .org route. Um, kind of brings in um, some of the features of having a .com because within .com you can definitely purchase themes um, from there, from from automatic. So, um, I mean, having it done this way is a little bit more curated, I think. I'm sure if the people behind the WP App Store are going to be a whole lot more selective about kind of what gets allowed to be sold here. Um, you know, hopefully, I'm, I'm hoping there's a lot more of a, a code review process and and things just work um, significantly better than you know a lot of the themes are kind of put out for free on .org or, or wherever else. I'm curious what you guys think because uh, I don't know if we've talked specifically here about affiliate stuff, but I know I've talked to some, on some of the other podcasts about it, um, or at least about you know just sort of the, the philosophy of, of, of affiliate programs and uh, you know how it matters to people where their money's going. You know, I mean, we, we, I think we've talked off off air before about how we like to know whether there is an affiliate program in place. In a similar vein, so WP App Store. Uh, I believe the way, um, or at least the way that it was going to work pre-launch, and I don't see any new information on the site, so I'll have to confirm it with them. Uh, but the uh, sort of business model was that 30% of sales going through the App Store would go to WP App Store. So basically the same like percentage terms, at least, as the iOS App Store. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm cu- I'm curious what what you think about that because it's 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 basically an affiliate you know charge uh, right. for you know buying through the marketplace. Um, so I'm curious on two counts: one, uh, whether that kind of convenience charge would matter one way or the other, and also whether that. Well, let's start with that. I mean, does that? I think it's a no-brainer. I mean, people are using the crap out of iOS and buying things off of it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with iTunes. Same thing with a lot of other platforms and marketplaces. Uh, the convenience is something people are willing to pay for. Bottom line. Well, from the from the roundtable, we we talked we talked about uh, what ThemeForest, what their structure is like. Um, and from where I said, I don't. I mean, I don't know, but I would assume that you could probably buy these themes, um, you know, somewhere else as well for the same price. So it's not like it's a convenience charge on my end. It's it's kind of the the right. authors taking the risk that you know, being able to sell it at a, you know thirty percent off basically um, is. Plus, I assume also that um, the you know WP App Store is handling all the payment gateway stuff and kind of that part of the overhead and in, in getting a um, kind of getting an audience so to speak. So if you get into WP App Store, there's probably hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands of people that will be seeing your stuff. Um, so um, I don't think that's too high of a you know price or, or, or shady to, to do that. Okay, yeah, because that's what I was going to say. That was my sort of next part of the question is, you know, is that a, um, 
a fair a fair amount to take from sales. I'm 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 not yet convinced that it is. Uh just because, you know, this it because just because it's not as exclusive. I think it's I think it's uh, a definitely a, a bold um you know, 30% is a, a bold amount to take off the top of sales, if that's still the case or still what they're using. Uh, because, just because it's not it, it's not exclusive like uh, the iOS App Store or some others. I mean, you, you can get these uh, get this stuff elsewhere. Um, and that, that that just seems, it seems like it's, a, it's definitely a hefty amount to be taking from, or to be, I guess, not taking, but a hefty portion to be receiving from sales just because they happen to be happening through the, the, the marketplace or through the, the the WP app store. So we'll, we'll see over time. I mean, I'll, I'll be curious in really a few months time or six months time or a year's time to hear some feedback from some of the, the theme developers and the, and the theme companies that are listing their stuff on there to, to find out if it's worth it. Because I mean, particularly day one, I mean, this group obviously believes in this idea, these brands that are on it, because, I mean, what you said, Justin, you're, you know, getting access to a lot of people. There's no, I mean, there's really no reason to think that that's the case yet, right? Right. I mean, all of the, the these brands probably individually have more reach, uh, well, particularly collectively, I guess, but individually, they probably have more reach than WP App Store has at this moment, and that's because, you know, it's brand new. Well, that's true. I mean, bringing on some of these big names probably is going to be a big boost for the WP App Store, you know, company. Uh, I guess I probably should have looked into this a little bit before we started. But who is actually behind the WP App Store? Uh, it's if you go down to about Brad, Brad Tunar is the developer, so he's actually put it all together, uh, and he has sort of an advisory board, which is made up of eighty from WooThemes, um, Carl from Gravity Forms. And I believe Jason from WP Engine, who also seems to be hosting the site. So right. uh, I think a big, uh, big part of uh, App Store uh, of the App Store even getting sort of these businesses on board and getting this launched uh, the way that it is has a lot to do with uh, having these connections that that Brad has with sort of well-known members of the community. Because I mean, something like this is. I don't know. You, you have to have that embedded trust with people if you're going to launch and, and basically sell, you know, help them sell their products. That's a big, uh, big thing to do. So, I mean, it, it's going to take, I think, time for it to become an established force. And I, and I think it'll only I mean, I, I guess time will only tell, you know, whether that's going to work out or not. So we'll see. But um, we'll, we'll have to we'll all have to kind of keep a. a you know, running copy of, of the app store on our dashboard and just kind of watch to see, you know, what, what pops in there, because I'll, I'll be curious how, I guess, how app store could be used to actually kind of keep, um, track of new themes and plugins as they come out. Oh, true. So we'll see on that as well, but that's, uh, yeah. so yeah, that's WP app store. I'm sure by the time people are listening to this, I'll have a, uh, post up on the site about the launch. Like I said, it's really just in the last couple hours that it uh, has been live. So check it out. Well, I'll definitely kind of, if I'm purchasing through WP App Store, I'll probably um, kind of expect something from them as well. Um, I don't necessarily about support wise or or um, or anything like that. But if, if things go crossways or something really sucks about a theme that I downloaded, 
Um, I would expect them to stand behind it a little bit and not kind of be, well, sorry, you have to go back to the theme author. Um, well, I would hope that they would kind of become intermediary in, in somewhat for their 30%. Yeah, I mean, the from what I was shown before, the, the API that they have available um, for each of the shops or each of the, the brands, I guess, to work with, uh, any purchases will basically, you know, create um, – membership accounts on that particular like brand site. Gotcha. So uh, there, there shouldn't be any sort of support bottleneck. It should be, uh, or it seemed to be uh, pretty um, smooth uh, transition between buying something via the marketplace and then getting support on someone else's site. Even though there's a lot of questions that I still have about how the app store will work with different business models that, uh, people selling themes use, you know, uh, because there are there are p- people who are selling themes sort of one off. Like here's it's a, it's seventy dollars and you buy it and you have it. And there are others. I mean, Woo Themes in particular, who kind of operate off of a you know a club membership model. You know, you pay mm-hmm. uh, basically monthly, you know, for access to all of their themes and support. And so that you know, uh, obviously they're probably going to be listing some themes in the marketplace a little bit different or in in the app store a little bit differently than they might on their site. And then you've got, um, just to segue into the other thing that I wanted to talk about, news-related, the uh, theme thrift model, which is sort of time-specific. It's, you know, you've got anywhere from really four or five to, to seven days to purchase this theme at a number of different prices. So, I mean, it, you know, it, it could just end up being that the App Store isn't best for every, you know, person that's selling a WordPress theme, but uh, right. we'll I mean, just see theme, how it adapts. Theme Forest isn't either, so... That's true. That's true. Um, so we've talked about theme thrift last week when at the time we were at sort of the, the very sort of edge of the uh, first theme for sale, Modest. And since then, uh, we've gotten some numbers back. Uh, Jake Caputo, which I believe that's how I should say it. Uh, I think I've, I've messed it up a few times in the past and he has properly shamed me for it. Um but he, he shared, uh, I'll just call him Jake, uh, shared a bunch of numbers on his first week, which I think are, are kind of interesting and pretty much on par with what uh, uh, people were expecting, I think. Um, in the end, 8% of people, well, there were 272 people who downloaded Modest in the course of a week. Uh, and I'm, I'll, I'll link up this particular story I'm talking about from uh, uh, the WP Candy blog. Uh, 8% of those people who downloaded opted to pay something for the theme. Uh, which they could pay anywhere from $1 to $50 uh, throughout the course that the the theme was available online. Uh, the bulk of the downloads came in the first 22, or 72 hours that the site was online, uh, about 200 of the 272 downloads. And uh, the, the 8% of people paid a little bit less than $6 per purchase on average. Um, so, yeah, it... it uh, oh, and the other the other thing that I mean, aside from sort of the the, the revenue aspect, uh, he also said, I mean, most of the people who downloaded a theme did join his email list. So uh, far from a complete loss in that sense. Um, in particular, because the theme, the modest theme, he said was just sort of sitting around on his hard drive. So it was, uh, uh, it, it seemed to work out okay. You know, kind of experimenting this way. Um, and now there's a new theme called Restored uh, on Theme Thrift, which is an e-commerce theme. 
which is now available for $10, $25, $50, or $75, uh, noticeably without a $0 option. So kind of sticking to the same sort of model, but but not necessarily with a... Uh, I mean, it's almost sort of a... I mean, it, it, at the point where it's not, it's not $0, but there are a few options and it's time-specific, it's almost like a like a theme woot, you know? Right. Um, uh, what's, but, what, hmm? what's the... I'm sorry. What what's the point of putting a maximum? Like, if someone wanted to pay a thousand dollars for a theme, why would you cap that? Well, I don't. I don't know specifically. I mean, maybe he can he can pipe up in the chat and say what his thought is. My my assumption in terms of the pricing uh, that he laid out there is that it's typically when you have uh, multiple prices for something, and this is just my like non. Uh, you know, non-business school understanding of it, uh, but usually the higher prices exist to encourage the lower prices. Or to, so, um, either one way or the other. So, in this case, uh, it's an interesting question because you know you don't have to. There, there are incentives for paying the more. So, for paying seventy-five dollars, I think it's uh, there might be a mug involved now, but I think there was also a plug-in that was being thrown into the mix for paying the more. In which case, the seventy-five dollars is the goal, and then you you know, put something like $50 or $25 as an option to make people think, well, why wouldn't I just pay 75 and get this other stuff? So the, the multiple pricing exists to kind of encourage people to spend more than they might have, uh, or I guess vice versa. But, but, but the price isn't actually doing that. It's the incentives that they're putting behind that price. Well, right. The prices could be anything, but I think, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know specifically why those four were chosen. Uh, it might've had something to do with, I mean, uh, well, I just, I just don't know why you would ever cap it, you know, if you're going to well, limit somebody. So you're from... saying versus having like a, an open field to put in your own amount of money? Yep. Or, because, I mean, you know, you can't just have, you wouldn't want infinite options there. You wouldn't want, you know. A... I want to pay $100 for this theme because I think it's that awesome. It's almost like to the point where people are donating now because they want it. Like, sure, your price point that you really want to garnish is $75 or $50. Mm-hmm. But maybe someone just feels, you know, generous and they want to give you more. It could happen, but the... I the know that's week. a rare circumstance, but that's 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 a big enough cir- circumstance for me to say, well, then why ever cap it? Well, I, I'm sure it's not a matter of capping, but if you have an option which is pay whatever you want, I mean, that's an open field where people could put in something that is less than the $10 maybe that they want. Well, no, you, you can put a you minimum, know? $10 minimum, and then no cap. Yeah. So that, that's my only question. It, it's I'm probably not, a small. To... It's probably a small sliver of people. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> it, especially after the first week. <laughs> Jake, oh no, for saying? sure. No, there's. It's going to be a very <laughs> rare thing. I just don't know why you'd ever limit that that option. <laughs> you see, Jake in the in the chat. He said. He said last week Weaver didn't want to pay one dollar unless it blew him away. Now he's pushing for a thousand dollars. That's exactly right, Jake. Yeah. Well, I'm still well, not yeah. going to download the free theme, but L- let's, let's unless say, I like uh, it. Let's say Weaver did love the theme and, and dropped a grand on it. <laughs> I think at that point, the Jake would forever be in his debt for whatever support requests. Uh, I, th- I think cashing off is first smart. of all. I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm, not I'm not. I'm not reneging on the fact that there's no way I would ever pay a thousand dollars for a theme. I'm right. just saying, why would you not keep that option available? You're, you're just saying that you should have. You should. You should keep the hope alive that somewhere out there could be a completely fictional person who might fit this description. Like yes, Maybe. like voting for someone for pregnant pre, uh, pre, pregnant presidency that could actually fix our problems. That's yeah. not going to happen. No, it, you know, you just Sorry. should have you should have hope. 
uh, right. Jake also made the <laughs> point. That, uh, Hope and change. Oh boy. Sorry, what did you uh, say? Jake made the point that the restored theme is now gone from Theme Thrift, and there's nothing there right now. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's, it's available on uh, Theme Forest, on the, the Theme Forest shop. The last time I looked at everything restored was there, so that was all. All of that discussion was was for nothing. I don't want a thousand dollar option, Jake. I want an unlimited option. <laughs> an unlimited dollar option. <laughs> and I'm it sure really he wants. And I'm dollar. sure he would. He would l- be happy to accept unlimited dollars from a exactly. number of people. Well, do you guys remember the uh, the I Am Rich iOS app? Yeah, somebody in the chat suggested that have the, the I Am Rich theme. It costs a thousand dollars, and you get a, a, a big yeah, banner across. People the just like they like to buy expensive things just to say they they paid a I lot think, of money I think, for it. I think the 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 iOS situation was more uh, an issue of people mistakenly purchased than you know what I mean. <laughs> like it, it wasn't a matter of oh I want to be that guy I'm going to pay a thousand dollars. It was like oh this can't be real. Or oops, what did I? And then they click, you know, tapped and purchased. Um, not necessarily a business model. You need to, you want to build things on. In any case, this went way off the rails. That all of that to say that those are the stats. Uh, there's an interesting article in, in the discussion. Uh, I would say, of course, I wrote it, but I think it's pretty interesting. Over on uh, wpcandy.com, I'll put it in the show notes. So go check it out. So those are the big news or I guess theme-related news items that uh, I picked up on uh, the last week or so. And I see we've got a few sort of discussion topics and ideas that were thrown uh, into the show notes here. Let me check the running time. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a, a break here and, and thank a sponsor before we move on to the next thing. Go for it. Which is what I'll do. Uh want to thank uh, – it's kind of a, a, a fun sort of sponsor this week because they actually haven't launched yet. So it's sort of like we're, we're, we're uh, kind of amping up their, we, their are, preview period. Are we launching it? We're no. launching it. Right now, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, right now. I'll, I'll press the publish button. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it's uh, raft.io. I'll paste the link into the chat for those listening at wpcandy.com slash stream. And there's also a uh, sort of a, a press release that came out that I'll include in the show notes as well. Um, but Raft.io is a uh, system hive project, which I believe is uh, Sean Smith's um, web development group. And Sean Smith and his team have put together Raft or are working on Raft, which uh, they say solves the problem of how do you manage lots of WordPress sites, you know, for whether you're working on them for clients or for your own purposes, the, the point being when you have so many that you're working with uh, on a single host or a single server, it tends to get, it tends to get pretty unwieldy pretty fast. Um, and, of course, this is a, these are situations where using multi-site isn't necessarily the right way to go. And it seems like who, who disconnected? Not That's you, Nick. not me. No. Nope. I don't know what's going on. I don't know either. Oh, it's the... the- he he was he was getting he was going robo Justin for a little bit there anyway so oh why is jo- where's Jones at is he having oh there he is jeez Justin hello sir I don't know what just happened I don't know either my, my, my I know connection what... dropped well I'm I'm glad you to have you to back say, yeah you need to get a new office uh somebody in the chat room asks a paid service I sure hope Raft is a paid service 
Um, obviously, there's no pricing options quite yet, uh, and I couldn't tell you what they will be. Um, uh, but they have put together it, – it's, it's a cool story so far because they're building Raft to basically solve their own problem, and it's a problem that uh, has, has become – increasingly more common for those that tend to work with WordPress a lot and for those who, for which, you know, multi-site isn't the right fit. So uh, the three problems that they say Raft will solve is one, uh, the manually intensive process of logging into every single website individually, two, experiencing difficulties in tracking a high number of login details in one system, and three, clients having less certainty about the stability and reliability of the service the agency is providing. So should be interesting. That's raft.io. And, uh, yeah, uh, pay attention to it because it sounds like a, a really cool WordPress service that will be coming uh, soon, I believe. So thanks to raft.io for supporting this podcast and other ones on WP Candy this week. Yeah, Jones, you really shouldn't You really shouldn't take take off halfway through the podcast to go jogging or whatever. No, it, it literally it messes yeah, with the stream. Skype just came up with this giant red box that said you're no longer online, and I, my internet connection was gone. So, hmm. so somebody out there is trying to sabotage the show, is what you're saying? Yes, sabotage. Thanks a lot, Frontier. Because it because it popped because on our end, then I've got to find a way to disable those sounds because it just pops up. Yeah, and just angry I had, beeping. I've never even heard those sounds before. Yeah, oh, like, that, that's an that, alert. That jingling. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's like a water droplet. Yeah, yeah, it, it makes a special what sound. When you time out. Yeah, well, I thought I disabled all that, but maybe you can't disable that sound. So, I, anyway, I just I just thought but, of this. Did you guys were you guys tracking all of the conversation about the the Weaver uh, two options screen? I didn't put this in the show notes, but it just literally came to mind right now. I'm, um, I'm I didn't track it super extensively, but, but I, I, I just know people were angry that we were we were bashing <laughs> well, on it. It it it. Uh, I, I wouldn't can, even call it bashing. It, well, no, it, it was, I think it was, um, it, at worst, it was snarky, I think, at best, or how I like to, to see it, it was kind of good-natured ribbing, but, yeah, you know, it's probably more semantics than anything else. Uh, no, I'll pull up the uh, the post to, to make sure, here it is, uh, screenshots, no, I don't know why I was looking for the screenshot as I scrolled through things, because it's far too big to see the whole <laughs> thing, but the... um. The, the discussion around it was really interesting because uh, there was sort of the first, you know, five or ten comments were kind of what we were – it was kind of similar vein to what we were saying on the previous show, uh, which is, wow, this is a crazy amount of theme options and may, maybe making a joke here or there. And then after that came people saying, well, you know, yeah, but this is really useful for me or somebody else saying this is, you know, I, I know somebody who uses this or – uh, that's the post that we're talking about chat room. And, uh, I just wanted to reiterate after going through the comments and leaving some responses here or there that, um, I definitely didn't mean to, uh, I guess call out or, or say anything negative, uh, about, um, the quality of Bruce's work with Weaver 2, only to point out that, you know, whether it's useful for somebody or not, it's certainly an anomaly in WordPress theme sort of Most approach, uh, and 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 I think it, and I think it's okay to to step back every once in a while and say, wow, that is that is a very unique use case because it's certainly different. 
Very unique. Uh, but it's definitely worth linking to. Again, 39 comments so far on it. I think a pretty interesting discussion about sort of, the, you know, sort of basically two sides to theme option design or theme option, you know, practice. On the one, the more minimal, and on the other side, well, you know, <laughs> why not have it if you can, basically? Uh, and and also very that goes well, right back to my point of letting someone be able to pay a billion dollars for a theme. <laughs> there's only that's the only way that there's going to be a billion dollar theme, huh? That's right. <laughs> it it kind of brings just, up the what I was talking about earlier is the fact that people actually listening to this show. Oh well, they they probably <laughs> Jones, you're such a skeptic, dude. You're such a pessimist. <laughs> no, well, it's just it's just no one's going to ever listen to us talking about this stuff. Come to, on, now. To be fair, they probably. Saw the post a lot more than they heard us talking. Uh, that's true. Just true. as far you know, statistically, that's probably the case. Although, but after all the all the crap I took last show, I did go out and update my uh, Twitter avatar. Oh, you did after thank, the thank God. After the uh, the what was it? It was about ten pixel avatar that I you sh- had. I swore that his pixel or his avatar was a QR code. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Oh, but you know, good work on the new avatar, Jones. Actually, I'm, sure good that, work. I'm sure that was yeah. really hard work. Well, yeah, he had to. Well, he had to do his hair. Well, it was hard work. I had to go like all over the web and update this damn thing, and it took forever. See, I, I just, I, I just don't buy it. What, what do you have? You have Twitter, and then what? Gravatar, and you're basically done. And Facebook, Facebook that's Twitter, it, yeah. Gravatar. He probably went to last. Episode. Yeah, you, you can list him again, but it, okay, three things tops all over the web. You had okay, to go. well, because Twitter uh, was back so in awful. my day, I had to go yeah. uphill the internet both ways, there and back. Well, just Twitter doesn't even have like a native thing to upload a giant file and crop it down. You had to like op- actually open Photoshop and upload mm. the right thing. And it kind of pissed me off a little bit. So, shame Twitter, shame. Sure, sure. There's also um, speaking of screenshots posted to the WP Candy blog, there is uh, another interesting sort of discussion around the uh, browser, or I guess not the browser, but the dashboard notifications that will pop up uh, as you're using that link this is also another one that wasn't in the show notes i'm springing it on you, springing it on you guys wait repeat that again sorry i wasn't following yeah uh brad williams posted a screenshot of uh what his uh, part of his dashboard looked like during oh gotcha uh setup process so you have multiple notifications from different plugins and uh i don't know if specifically a theme is in there but um just it's kind of all over the place if you see the screenshot and, oh my oh yeah and, and i've seen stuff like this when you know, usually it, it happens to me when I'm troubleshooting something. So I disable a bunch of of, of plugins, and then reactivate them, and so it'll kind of queue up all of those notifications again. Um, but so there's another. It's another one of those for those interested in the theme options discussion, or I guess you know WordPress development standards and practices sort of stuff, and UI design in general. I think that's another interesting problem to uh, discuss, and that's what's going on over on the blog as well. Oh, I'm, I'm done. It, it, I'm it done is interesting, and, and those notifications are really big and ugly. I know that they, they catch be. your attention. Yeah, they catch your attention and stuff. They do their job, um, but they do annoy. I think probably the most most people that use the dashboard. Mm-hmm. Well, this brings up something I was going to talk about but, earlier. Um, anyway, basically, a lot of those things are put there. Are there's an update available for Gravity Forms? Um, you know, Kismet's almost it needs updated and. Uh, a lot of this stuff has to do with with themes and plugins needing updated, mm-hmm. um, and, and I know that WordPress has its own way to handle those things. Um, 
even if I mean, especially if in the .org directory. But there's, there's got to be some way for theme authors of you know of paid you know, commercial themes and plugins to be able to to hook into that WordPress kind of system to to use that. I would hope. Well, which part? The notifications, um, or the updates? Because both. they they can definitely use the update system. Well, I mean, the, the first time I call my, my my playground that I, server I use for the, this show, um, mm-hmm. they've got like twenty some themes there, and f- for the first time ever, I saw like a theme update available. Okay. There and I thought it was just the coolest thing that I've ever seen in my life. Whereas, I mean, um, I mean, uh, it's a couple Whereas, of other commercial frameworks I even use. It'll come up with a giant box at the top and says, "Hey, it's time for you to update this thing." I was like, "Ah, oh, crap!" Now I got to go remember what my, you know, what my password is to go log sure. in and download the damn thing and upload it by FTP. Right. Um, and, but, I mean, and it's and it's definitely there for developers to use if they want to implement the the sort of update procedures. I mean, it's obviously kind of, it's built in if you if you host your theme on WordPress.org. You know, they handle all of that. Right. Uh, but all of, you know, that API is available to any developer. And so some some do and some don't. Well, I'll just uh, kind of throw it out there for all the developers listening. Please, for the love of God, start using <laughs> these, these tools. Yeah. Well, what's interesting, too, um, there is, uh, uh, I don't think we talked about Jake's editorial on the site. This feels like the Jake show. We should have just had him on. Um, but he had an editorial. Yeah, I thought we were going to start doing that, having uh, people on. Yeah, we will. We just need to figure out the right people. Uh, well, Jake sounds like the right person. Let's Jake get him would on. probably be oh. the right person. But the, um, he had an editorial on the site, uh, I guess, going on two weeks ago now, about using Press Trends to – and Press Trends is a um, stat tracking service uh, kind of within the WordPress community that – theme and plugin developers can incorporate into their their work and sort of track how their customers are using their stuff. So he's talking about using that with his themes and kind of discovering some frustrating things uh, like basically nobody updates. Um, what I think is interesting is that, you know, up um, numbers for those who update are, are low even when, even when like update procedures are built into the theme so that it's seamless and it's one click. So you can imagine how much how, how much that number drops off uh, once you have to go and download and re-upload something. Right. Uh, that that's going to suffer even more. So in any case, I mean, that, that's got to – it's a tough – I mean, updates and getting people to update is, is a frustrating problem because, you know, there are, you really don't have a whole lot of options for how to make it better. I mean, you can yell at people a lot more. You know, you can keep stressing it, but – you know, it doesn't mean they have to to listen. And then after that, you basically are looking at what you know, pushing updates out to to those that are willing to do that. But I, I don't know. I'm kind of talking well, about myself now. But well, to me, definitely, well, that's something I was talking to um, a, a friend of mine I set a slide up for about six months ago. I logged into the back end of this thing for the first time in about six months, and there was I think eleven updates waiting. Pretty much every plugin that I'd put there, and even uh, the theme, um, needed updating. And WordPress core. So it's like, okay, this sucks. Um, I'm just going to go in and click auto-update. I would hope that – I mean I understand why they wouldn't want to bake that in, that things auto-update automatically. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, maybe even through the use of, a, of another plugin, um, right? They, they would go in and kind of uh, you know, update their – execute that once a week or whatever. Um, I would much rather something break because a plugin updated and caused a conflict then have the security hole sitting there to be exploited and be serving up porn on another church website. Right. No, I mean the the um, 
the, the problem is if somebody's not going to, I mean, of course, it's always, I mean, it's always best to update and then deal with the issues afterwards than to, to wait. Cause those pro, cause those problems aren't going to go away. You're just going to sit there and never update because you're afraid of something that probably is going to be just fine. Um, but the reality is if somebody isn't proactive enough to actually update their stuff, then, you know, number one, they probably should be on some sort of, well, I mean, they really just need a better managed system where they're not in control of that, whether that's, you know, something, you know, hosted and, and kind of, you know, rubber wall safe like WordPress.com or something where they have, you know, somebody like you that has access to things they don't that is updating it for them, right. for them. Because otherwise, I mean, that, you know, like you said, that situation could get um, pretty bad and pretty fast. As a user, I'm uh, I'm addicted to updating everything. That's one so thing. I don't, yeah, I, I, I was, I was I don't waiting understand. for you to chime in on that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand what's the scary thing to hitting that update button. I mean, I know for a while when I first started using WordPress, I was like, okay, this is going to break stuff, this is going to break stuff. But like you said, it's better to update, figure out what breaks than to not update. Right. Um, and definitely for themes, like I want a theme that is going to, you know, I want to obviously buy and get free themes, you know, uh, when I want to use those things that, you know, when I update aren't going to break. And sure. so uh, compulsively, well, I think on average people are, you know, compulsive to want to update. So I don't, I don't know. I'd like to see well, the stats on who, it's, it's how many people don't update. It's definitely not a, a WordPress specific problem, right? It's software updates yeah. in general. Period. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right. how many people do we, you know, I mean, I, I know Ashley, she'll, uh, I have to, you know, it's like pulling teeth sometimes just be like, no, no, really click this update. It's telling you that there are system updates. That's a good thing for you on your computer. I, I, Let it I happen. Go to my, I go to my app store every single day just to see if there's an update. Well, see, now you're super also. compulsive. Yeah. No, that, and that's, <laughs> and that's overboard. <laughs> I mean, well, no most, of the time I, most of the time I go there simply because I've got, you know, a notification on the app store that says you have updates. But sure. some days I'm like, there's got to be an update because Facebook's just <laughs> really being retarded today. And then I go and I look and yeah, of course there is. And it just fixes the problem. Right. So. And that's that's on every uh, yeah I'm I'm probably an outlier on that but sure, sure. I would yeah, say on average though people people are com- are generally compulsive to want to update because it it fixes most of the problems. Well, well they I mean, should be. Now you see why Microsoft took the stance they did, and guess what? You're shutting down. It's going to take 15 minutes to shut down. Cause there's eight updates waiting, mm. and and those things, those you know sometimes Microsoft update will break things. So I guess I've just taken the stance that yeah it's going to break some stuff, but you know you shouldn't be an idiot and you should just do it. Uh, well, whatever, whatever well, you say, and, Robot Jones. Yeah, Jones, you're a robot again. But <laughs> I'm also, I'm also not sure about the whole, you know, updating behind the scenes thing where I don't know what's going on because when I do update, a lot of times I like to see what the new things are, the new features that people are adding for apps, especially with the iPhone or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even with WordPress plugins and, and whatnot, like I still, I want, I want to see what how it's been upgraded. So right. I think there's this fine balance between you know doing what Google Chrome does with the web browser. You'll you're never going to see the updates. Same mm-hmm. with Facebook. Like they're never going to tell you 90% of the updates. Like you're just going to open the app and it's going to be like, oh, this is different. Um, so I don't know. There's I think there's definitely a balance. I think you know, and there's never there's no such thing as a pretty notification. And I mean, it's it's almost like saying there's there's a really beautiful advertisement. It's like I don't know. You can try to minimize those things to a point, but they do become annoying, uh, you know, at some point. So at least that's my opinion. So, and I mean, you know, the, one of the, the notes that, that you took here, Justin was, you know, talking about 
trying to update some of these uh, site updates that might need to happen or something like that. I mean, it's funny. We're just talking about Raft and, and kind of what they have planned there. Uh, and I think there are a few other options out there as well for trying to deal with. I mean, it, we're seeing more and more services kind of open up for managing multiple WordPress sites without using um, multi-site, which isn't always a good fit. Uh, particularly for you know vastly different sites that don't necessarily need to be need to belong together. So I mean, there's always something like that for I guess managing updates kind of across all of your installs and in, in, at one time with a, just a few clicks. I mean, there there are options for handling that. I'll definitely check that out when it comes available. Well, I mean, there, uh, there's there's that one. There's um, jeez, uh, there's uh, it's like uh, chat room chat room will probably help, but I know there's like remote WP. Uh, is is a service out there that's that's trying something um, to deal with you know multiple stuff. I know Manage WP is a big player in that field. I mean we're you know there, there aren't a ton of of people uh, kind of trying to solve that problem, but I mean you can tell that it's it's definitely becoming an issue because there are a few more popping up you know every few months that that want to uh, solve it. WP Remote, not Remote WP. Thank you, Crocsguard. So I. <laughs> what is that Wonka thing? Stop that. Reverse it. There you go. Yes. Well, no, I mean, as far as, you know, Raft, Raftio, Raft, whatever it is, um, I know somebody that's going to be starting a basically a WordPress support business, kind of a subscription-based model. Mm -hmm. um, it could be something really cool for, for that as well. Sure. Um, but I'm sure everybody who develops is going to have that half-dozen group of family or friends or associates that you're always going to be pretty much locked into, you know, managing the WordPress install for them. So um, and, any of these kind of tools will be nice to be able to try to mitigate and make that a little, little bit easier. Uh, Infinite WP is a new one as well that I haven't really checked out, but they uh, are new just in the last few weeks. So plenty of options. Uh, I want to talk about, because this came up briefly um, uh, last week, I think a little bit, but we didn't touch on it much at all. And that's uh, footer credit links in WordPress themes. But before we dive into that, I want to thank the second sponsor for this week's show, uh, Typecase Pro. This is from UpThemes, uh, which I actually don't have the links prepared for right that second. But now I do. There it comes. Uh, and Typecase is a simple web font management plugin for WordPress. So it's a plugin that gives you the ability to search through 500 plus Google web fonts and then assign them to um, elements within your site. So whether that's you know headings or paragraphs or block quotes or whatever uh, they would apply to. And uh, it's a free plugin. It's in uh, WordPress.org, I believe. Is uh, looks like they're managing the downloads through UpThemes to uh, handle support and stuff like that. But it's a totally free plugin. But you can also upgrade to the pro uh, version for $19, which gives you a front-end sort of font editor. So you can tweak things um, and see them update live on the site as you change them, which is kind of cool. Kind of theme customizer-y, if that's a phrase that I can use. <laughs> and, um, you know, we said this on, on the WP Candy podcast when we were talking about it a little bit with, between uh, me and, and Krogsgart, that this is one of those... Um, I think I'll start calling them Uncle Ben plugins, where, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Uh, you know, uh, you could use Typecase to just destroy your site in the sense that you could have just the worst fonts everywhere. 
you know, and, and if you're going for that look, then this will definitely help you do that. But it'll, it'll make, I think all of us a lot happier to see people use typecase to make their sites prettier. Um, I was going to say, I've been waiting for a plugin like this simply because uh, I don't know if typeface allows you to do this too, but well, what do you um, want to do? I'll, I'll, hopefully I can tell you whether it'll allow, allow you to do it or not. Well, yeah, because, uh, I want to be able to add other fonts to that. To, can, can you oh, can you kind of generate a greater a greater database of fonts? Um, what, what so it, for the it, plugin? This integrates directly with Google Web Fonts. So, so this, that's, okay, that's, that's, where, that's where the source is. So are you talking about like uploading fonts? Because yeah, I think it would be cool to kind of yeah. Because I remember you know, we were talking well, we were talking before about the 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 typeface that you had that wasn't a standard web font, so it wasn't displaying. Right, people. and I know there's like, yeah, I think there's a thing called like monkey fonts or something like that where you can kind of like, it'll find the closest thing to that font and kind of, you know, get, allow you to use that font on your site. But Right, um, which in the, in this case, uh, you know, you could kind of use that same process but through Google Web Fonts and find the closest sort of match, Yeah, which I'm sure would be there. And, I mean, the nice part about using Google Web Fonts is you have you have a better – user experience for somebody coming to your site if it's pulling from from Google and using a font like that than if you're making somebody download a font just for your site you know uh, right there's I mean you're always there's probably always a chance that it's already cached and available in their browser when they come and, and there's all sorts of benefits to using a, a system like this but um, well that's yeah. why I think this is a great I think a great plugin or whatever um, I, I, I like but- it I mean there was a uh, Kind of a funny story when I was helping Ashley get a blog going. Uh, she was using 2010, might have been 2011. She was using one of the two. I don't remember which. Uh, and she was and she was running with it, and it was good. And then she just asked the simplest of questions, right? But this was obviously I had set her up, um, you know, an install on one of my uh, hosting environments, and she was running. And then she said, "Can I make this in Georgia?" You know, she wanted oh to change. She wanted to change a font in the theme to Georgia because she liked that that font. And I and I sat back for a second and I'm like, huh? Like, what is now? Of course, I know, and I'm sure you guys know that. Well, yeah. Let me just you know turn on this custom CSS plugin and go in and you know add the CSS. But I'm thinking, no, no, that's that's how I could solve it, right? And that's how I'm sure you guys could solve it with some fooling around. But that's, I mean, that's not the way normal people. Right. So I was trying to figure out the right way. I ended up just because I wanted to play around with it, making her a, a, a plugin that did nothing but change the font to, to to Georgia, just so she could activate it and it would work. But if we could reverse time and go back and actually use Typecase, that's exactly what she could do. She could flip that on and then say, "Well, here's here's the thing I want to change to this other font, and then change it, and then be done," uh, which I think is pretty yeah. cool. Uh, and it and it is a it's. It's a nice use of customi- customizable options, I think, to uh, integrate something like this. Uh, plus, it's a plugin, which are like my favorite things ever. So, really cool typecase. Uh, it's from upthemes.com. Uh, check it out. And uh, of course, thanks to them too for sponsoring the podcast. Appreciate it. Theme footer links. Justin, take it away. Well, I'll give, love uh, have Ryan give some background sure. on what happened to WPMU. Yeah, this is uh, uh, there was a, a Panda update, uh, Panda update. There was a, a Google algorithm update, which I won't uh, 
I'll, I'll stay away from trying to explain too much because I don't want to get it wrong. But basically, Google every now and again updates their algorithm, uh, their search algorithm, which can uh, change how uh, or change which sites are found using their Google search engine uh, mm-hmm. over other sites. So uh, with this update, a number of things uh, happened, but one of the, the things that some people were getting bitten by was uh, footer footer links, like credit links on sites, um, those no longer give the kickback that they used to. But they, the, the update went further than that and actually kind of penalized some of the sites who were seeing linkbacks from those, kind of treating them as though they are bad or spammy sites, uh, even if they were just like providing free themes for people, uh, because those themes might have ended up on questionable sites or things like that. And, and then uh, they're kind of getting bitten by that. So there's, it's still kind of shaking out. And I did a little bit of reading on it because it's, it's, it's interesting uh, to, to find out what that, what that means. It seems like it might shake out over time, but that brought up uh, the issue of um, links in uh, theme footers and sort of what is allowed and not allowed. And, and uh, really, if you want to get into, you know, what's allowed or not allowed, really that conversation is only about themes hosted on wordpress.org, you know, and that's pretty easy to explain because that's laid out pretty well uh, in the theme review guidelines. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that's, that's sort of the backstory, I guess, to, you know, some people getting bit by some of these credit links. Uh, but on, on wordpress.org, the, the simple answer is you can have um, a link crediting you, you know, personally, and linking to a personal website uh, of yours in the footer, and that uh, should pull that up. Those are annoying. It's on the. <laughs> so, so I think so. Yeah. Um, You're welcome, Jones, for starting that whole conversation. No, that's, that's definitely what I was hoping you would say. Because yeah, I'm, they're annoying. I think every user credit, that credit doesn't. Links. Yeah, well, every user yeah. that doesn't have the ability to customize the theme, you know, to the extent that all of us do. Would probably agree with me. Well, that would be the first thing. If I knew nothing about the web and I was setting this up for the first time, that would be the first thing I would Google before I spent any more time like putting my information into the site. It would make damn sure I could get rid of that thing because I'm not going to invest my time in something that in the end is going to have that link at the bottom. Um, so, yeah, so, so the, whoever was actually continuing to leave that link on there couldn't have been very smart or had a very good site. So it's no wonder Google penalized them for having their link associated with all kinds of terrible, terrible things. Well, I think it's a, I mean, I, uh, yes and no. I mean, I, I, I see what you're saying, but I think I disagree because there are certainly cases where, um, you know, every theme that is used on wordpress.com has a credit link in the footer, you know, whether it's, it's an automatic theme, uh, obviously wordpress.com, uh, or powered by WordPress is usually down there. And I don't think, you know, Obviously, those that's a special use case when it comes to WordPress and theme usage. But you know that th- those people certainly care about their sites, um, and and I think there are cases, there are plenty of cases where people use now. At the point where you're trying to run any sort of, uh, I guess, reputable site, you know, it's probably expected that you have maybe a little bit more thought into what you're linking up in your footer than just you know theme by you know uh, you know Jack Bob on wordpress.org and your footer like that's probably going to stand out uh it probably would make more sense to extend that into sort of a credits page or something like that 
Right. I mean, I'd be happy to, you know, link back to the WordPress project and work to the theme author and, and even specifically the plugins that I use. Um, I think you even do those some more on the WP Candy site, kind of behind the scenes. Here's what we kind of use. I'd love to do that, but um, I, I, I'm always a little, I should say offended, but I'm always just a little annoyed whenever I get a new theme, there's a credit link in the bottom. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that I like to remove as well. Um, and it's weird because I always leave the pr- proudly powered by WordPress on pretty much every theme that I am involved with. Um, and I think that's simply because uh, what WordPress has done for the web I think is pretty awesome. Now, as far as author stuff, I think there's a better spot for it than the footer of every single page. Um, but I don't know where that spot is. And I don't know that I would like it really anywhere on the theme um, simply because I just, I don't know. I don't, I think if I built a theme, I, I don't need that, the kind of accolade. And I don't know if it's for the accolade to know that this is the guy that built it or this is the company that built it. But, um, I do understand branding. And I think, you know, it's almost the argument, then why would you ever wear a t-shirt that has a, has a logo on it? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I get it. It's just one of those personal preferences things. I don't think it's cause it's right or wrong. I just think I, I just I I don't a, like it. I heard a story once, um, and this may be somewhat related, but it was uh, uh, somebody who had, uh, <clears throat> like, what's it called? I guess I guess it would be like, and this is going to show my my ignorance, but uh, like on their front kind of porch area or leading between their their front door and their garage had uh, cement laid uh, laid down, and oh right, uh, yeah, had a. And it was, uh, you know, had the, the guy came in and, and did it. And then up towards the front, like right by the door, he like fixed in like a, a, a his, gold plate with his company name on it. Yeah. Like done, you know, th- this this stuff done by this guy and like cemented it in uh, or it was going to be cemented in until, you know, the, the guy who had hired him kind of saw it and was like, no, you're not going to that's not going to be there. That looks <laughs> awful. Because I mean, you know, in the position that it was in, anybody who would ever come into his house would be looking at that thing. Uh, and you know, when he told the story, he said, you know, if if he had asked, uh, kind of permission, and talked to him about it, they could have found the right spot for it and worked it in somehow. But just kind of shoving it in there where it didn't belong or where he wasn't aware of it, uh, kind of sent the wrong message. I think I can certainly understand um, theme developers wanting to kind of see some evidence of it being their work online. But at the same time, I think if, uh, if you are making good themes and making them available to people and they're using them and they like them, uh, they'll mm-hmm. be, you know, you know, beating your door down to find out who you are and to talk about you. Um, well, I mean, I'm sure that the, uh, as long as you don't have the CSS minify, if you pull the style sheet, it should be in the comment block at the top, you know, what theme is and where to go get it. Right. But I mean, in the, in the theme developers, uh, you know, just to argue for them or play devil's advocate, as soon as you said, you know, minified CSS or comment block, like nobody's going to know to find that. I mean, within WordPress, when they're turning on a theme, they can see that information, right? They can see who made it. So, I mean, that's, that's one way of getting to it. Um, I guess I just think if, if the themes are quality and people like using them, they're going to, I mean, it's just like if you, you know, find out you like certain music or something, you're going to find out who is responsible yeah. for that and start following them. So and I don't I've, know. I've seen some, 
I've seen some themes where they kind of say, you know, would you like to include this in your footer or take this out of your footer just as a built-in option? So that's sure. cool. Um, it's just that I think this conversation could ultimately or ultimately get drawn back into like just the whole GPL. I mean, like you can take it away or you can add it in, um, you know, type conversation. And um, I think that's the beauty of kind of like the open. You can do whatever you want. And people can like it, people can hate it, um, but you can modify it if you don't want it there. So. Right. No, I mean, at the at the heart of it, yeah, if if you can do anything to a theme that is available on WordPress.org that you want to, you know, I, and, I, exactly. and I think it's exactly. I think it's absolutely silly to, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't ever, I, I agree in the sense that I would never use a theme that said you have to include this credit somewhere. It's like, no, are you crazy? Never. Right. That's, that's silly. Um. Uh, it's interesting. Jake said in the chat that he has a simple uh, checkbox in his theme options that turns his credit link on and off. Most people turn it off. Um, yeah. Which, you know, I, and I think as long as it's easy for somebody to do that, you know, particularly with an option like that, just a simple checkbox, um, I think I think it's almost one of those. Uh, we had a conversation, something like this before. What was it? But it was one of those where I, if if it was off by default, I bet few people would turn it on. But it's you know you got to have that option uh, for people, and I'll put the uh, WordPress.org codex link to the credit links theme review section into the show notes. Hmm. Do it. Do it to it. Well, yeah. I think. I mean, uh, unless there's any other pressing options, I think we might be able to pull this one out under an hour this week. Nice. Yeah, right? I can uh, I can table some so stuff good next to, time. Yeah. It was just, really good to pull it out under an hour. <laughs> just add it to the uh, the notes for next week, and we'll jump on it first thing. Yeah, definitely. All right. Cool, guys. That's a theme show. There. Are we saying goodbye? Yes. Oh. Goodbye now. Later. Later.